are back. Rebecca and I have two categories left. I like to call this next one spicy but skimmable because as Rebecca said at the top of the show, it's going to have some more explicit details about sex, but it's not so much of the book and the plot and what's happening in the story that you can't just skim through it. And I guess we could have said this at the top. There's a variety of reasons for why people may not be into the specific and explicit sex scenes, whether it's like religious reasons or personal preference, neurodiversity reasons, triggers. There's all kinds of reasons why people would not be in to specific sex scenes. And we are absolutely open and embracing of all of those readers and approaches. But this next category of books, they do tend to handle it in a way that you can skim through the sexy stuff and still get the main gist of what's happening in the book, right? Yes, most definitely. So the first one on my list is Wide Out by Adriana Anders. Now this is also outside of the rom-com genre. This I would call a suspense, a thriller, a survival trope, because the book takes place in Antarctica, and we have Angel and Ford. Now, Angel works on a research base along with Ford, and it's a bit of a grumpy sunshine situation, Meg, so I think you might like it, mm-hmm. but something goes wrong, and Angel ends up accidentally being left behind when the base is clearing out because people only stay on base for a certain number of weeks or months out of the year. And then everybody moves out. You know, it's Antarctica, right? It's crazy down there. Okay. (laughs) So she accidentally gets left behind. And in the midst of that, she uncovers the secret that there was a sample found that has a virus in it. Now, Here's where I'm going to give everybody just a little bit of a trigger warning for COVID. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) Because this this might hit a little too close to home, depending on where you are in your COVID anxiety journey. But there is the possibility that this virus could be used as bio-warfare if put into the wrong hands. So Angel and Ford together try to protect the sample that has this deadly virus in it and keep it away from the bad guys who want to release it to the planet. Now, this book is not about COVID. It was written and published before COVID, but you know, I guess it's a little, (laughs) yeah, a little skittish. So that's Mm -hmm. that's your trigger warning. I will say the book is part of a series. We have our happily ever after at the end okay but the story the overarching story with the bad guys is not fully resolved at the end okay which i say with a little bit of hesitation if that's gonna bother you i finished the book and was like okay that's fine i don't feel like i need to read the next one i felt like i had enough closure but i also say that as an encouragement if you are kind of concerned that we're gonna get to a point where the virus is released and like everybody Mm. you know what i mean like it doesn't quite go there okay So it's mostly this fight for survival of fleeing the bad guys as Ford and Angel trek off across the tundra of Antarctica. Okay, yeah. It's crazy. I was a little distracted by how cold it was. (laughs) I was a little bit like, this sounds terrible. I don't know about this. But you know what? If you are sweating. I was going to say. You're just like... (laughs) If you're like on the beach and you need 
a little bit of a coldness to cool uh-huh. you down, why not read about people fighting for survival in Antarctica? <laughs> Seriously, I think peak summer would be a perfect time to read a story where the setting is Antarctica. Perfect. Okay, but I love the book because it does have that suspense trope to it that survival trope that will they make it won't they i mean it's a happily ever after they will yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but you also have angel and ford with this grumpy sunshine type of dynamic between them and it was a good read open door but skimmable there's really only one scene that you will have to skip if that's not your jam this sounds fascinating. I normally would not pick up a book like that. Honestly, it's just not my thing. But the way you describe it, I'm like, okay, I could get into that. Yes. It was good. Again, it's called Whiteout by Adriana Anders. Now, the second one for me in this category is this book was hyped a lot. I think it was your awesome of the week. Yep. It's The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. It's a oh good one. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. And I feel like this book in particular is so perfect as a starter romance for so many reasons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, so we have Olive and we have Adam. Now, Olive needs to convince her best friend that she's dating someone new so that her friend won't feel bad about pursuing a relationship with Olive's ex. Mm-hmm. So Olive ends up asking a graduate professor in her department to pretend to be her boyfriend. It's a little bit romance reasons-esque. Like, they, they uh- end up... <laughs> Getting caught together in a hallway and in a moment of panic kisses him, but it works out, right? (laughs) Yeah, and it should be noted, too, that Olive is a graduate student herself. She's not like an 18-year-old undergrad who's, you know, there's no consent and weirdness issues going on is what I need to say. Yes, which is actually what I was going to say next. Oh, okay, sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. (laughs) No, no, quite all right. This book has tropes that I love, but in a really good introduction type of way. Yes. So that would include age gap, but it's not an icky age gap. Right. Since she is in graduate school. It also includes fake relationship, which I absolutely adore. It's also a teacher-student trope, but technically he's not her professor directly. He's just within the department. So there's a lot of ways that you could like ease any discomfort that as a romance reader you might have about either the age gap trope or the teacher student trope. It's a real gentle, real gentle journey into those really popular and common tropes in romance. Now, unfortunately, there is miscommunication as a big part of the plot line where you just please talk to each other. But the author makes up for it by throwing in the only one bed trope. And so all is forgiven, truthfully, because <laughs> I love thousand percent when <laughs> when Olive and Adam show up at the hotel and there's only one bed and they have to share. Oh, my goodness. What's going to happen? <laughs> well, I tell you what's going to happen. And it's going to happen for a really long time. Like, there's only one big scene in this book, but you're going to have to flip lots of pages. It goes on for pages. Yes, 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 yes. yes. (laughs) So there you go. It's skimmable, but you're going to have to skip a whole chapter. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that this one, too, has a lot of sexy banter in it. I think I loved this book. And just side note, I love to hold this book up as an example of why you may think you know what fan fiction is about, but you don't really know if you haven't been reading modern fan fiction because the Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood was originally 
a piece of Star Wars fanfic that Allie had published and an agent found her and was like, hey, could we rework this, blah, 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 and turn it into contemporary romance. This is why I love fanfic. So much fanfic that I love reads like a contemporary romance, complete with the completely unrealistic idea of her grabbing a graduate professor and kissing him in the hall. That's such a fanfic thing to do as well. But I love this book. It is so sweet and so good and definitely one of my favorites that I've read in the past year. So I'm so glad it was on your list for the starter pack. I love it. It's perfect starter pack book. Okay, I have three spicy but skimmable. So I'm going to try to move through these pretty quickly. The first one is the other historical romance that I've read. Remember, there was two. (laughs) So I put them both in the starter pack. For those of you who already like historic fiction, maybe you might like some historical romance. We'll find out. Rebecca, I know you've read this one, and I know you didn't like it as much as I did, and that's okay. I forgive you. It's fine. But this is Dreaming of You by Lisa Claypas. So Lisa Claypas is a prolific historical romance writer, very well known in the community. This book came out in June of 2015, and it's about the story of Sarah Fielding, who is a very prim, very proper, very well-bred woman in England. She's also a writer, and she's really trying to make her way as a writer, even though in the era in which she lives, which I want to say is mid-1800s-ish in England, you know, it's expected that she's just going to settle down and get married and not have a career as a writer. Well, she frequently goes into London for research purposes and also romance reasons, as it turns out. But one of these trips into London, she comes across this man that's being attacked in an alley. She happens to keep a pistol with her as a safety precaution. So she grabs her pistol and shoots at the men who are attacking this man because she feels bad and she's like a good human. So she shoots at them and they run away. Well, the man that she has saved from being attacked is one of the most probably well-known romance heroes of the modern era, especially if you read romance fiction, and that is Derek Craven. So Derek Craven is a man who has risen from poverty. He was literally born in the sewer. And now he has become the wealthy owner of London's most exclusive gambling house, Well, after Sarah saves Derek's life, their lives are kind of intertwined. And Derek is immediately captivated by her charm and her intelligence and her innocence and their romance. And it sort of unfolds from there. There's lots of high society, manners-driven drama and interaction between the two of them. I think this book is very sexy. And I do think there are some pretty explicit sexual moments in the book And Rebecca, you can correct me if you even remember reading this. I think it is to the point, though, that you can easily skip through the very sexy stuff. Like the bulk of the story is the character development of Derek and Sarah and especially how their romance unfolds. So I love this one. I think this is a great starter for historical romance. And again, Lisa Claypaws and especially her male heroes are very well known in the romance community, Derek Craven probably being one of the most famous ones. So you can read it and see if you're into his. He's definitely an alpha male, but definitely the grittier, you know, makes worse decisions kind. (laughs) That's for sure. I think one thing about this book is that there is a lot of external plot points, like external plot that's going on. It's Mm -hmm. not just all internal processing of how do I feel about this person? Mm -hmm. Am I falling in love? There's like other outside drama that's taking place, which I think makes it like a really good starter pack book. Yeah. Okay. The next one on my 
spicy but skippable list is from Christina Lauren. Christina Lauren, we've talked about this at length in our sort of spicy romance novel series, but if you're not familiar with Christina Lauren, they are a writing team, two women who write under the pen name Christina Lauren. They have written so many books, so, so many books. This is first of two that I put in the starter pack from Christina Lauren because I love their books. This is the soulmate I equation. Love they're my favorite. Yes, they're so great. I had to like restrain myself from not just filling up the whole list and making this a Christina <laughs> Lauren starter pack. <laughs> Ooh, part two. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the soulmate equation. This came out in May of 2021. And I think similar to the love hypothesis, if you like a sciencey kind of nerdy approach to storytelling and to the characters, I think you'll really like this one. This tells the story of a single mom named Jess Davis, and she is a statistician. Like, she's super into statistics and numbers and number crunching. That's like her world. What she's not into is trying to find a new man. She did not have a good relationship with her dad. The relationship with her daughter's father is, has fizzled out over time. And so she's really thrown herself into her work, but she is a little lonely. Well, she hears about this DNA-based matchmaking company called Genetically. And their whole premise is that you can find your soulmate through DNA. And so this really perks up Jess's ears because she's into math and statistics and numbers and understanding how the probability of this could possibly work. Well, just kind of on a whim and under pressure from her best friend, Fizzy, who's one of the best characters, one of the best side characters that I've come across. I love Fizzy. She goes ahead and submits her DNA to be tested. It comes back with a 98% compatibility with someone else whose DNA is in the database. And that's Genetically's founder, Dr. River Pena, who is very sexy, but they definitely start out at odds with each other. So there's like a hint of enemies to lovers, although the enemy part doesn't last that long, I don't think. So here they have this quote unquote diamond pairing that could completely launch genetically into the stratosphere in terms of making it as this matchmaking company. So the story unfolds from there. Should they, will they get together because they have this diamond pairing? Does your DNA determine who you're going to get along with? I love how it kind of plays with the idea of how much, like who we end up with, how much of it is chance, how much of it is choice. It's just really fascinating, but the romance is really sweet and really good. I love the fact that this features a single mom because it plays in, you get to meet her whole support system and how difficult it can be for her as a single mom, but the support she has through her best friend and her grandparents, the complications that having a kid can add to dating. I just thought it was so fun, very sexy. I think there's at least one really specific sex scene but again, I think it's pretty skippable. You will definitely still get the main gist. Although Fizzy, her best friend, is a romance writer, which I thought was really fun for Christina Lauren to do. And so she talks about sex and there's a lot of sexual innuendo all throughout the book. So I would not say this is PG or PG-13 by any means, but the sexiness, the actual sexiness on the page, you could easily skim through. But did you like this one too? I did. It is such a fun concept for a book. I just really loved this idea of like a scientific match. I yes. So yeah. Really fun and really interesting to think about. Okay. I have a paranormal 
romance for you for this spicy but skimmable. Paranormal romance in the romance world can be anything from werewolves and vampires to aliens. Literally, I'm not kidding. Aliens. Angels and demons. It covers a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I like paranormal stuff. And so it's natural that I have enjoyed some paranormal romances. This one came out in November 2018. It's called Sword Heart. It's by T. Kingfisher. It tells the story of a middle-aged woman named Hala. She kind of has a complicated family history where she was married to a man who was wealthy, but he died. She's a widow now, and she's been living in the family estate called Rutgers Howe with her deceased husband's relatives. And she had been taking care of his great uncle Silas, who has recently passed away as the story opens. Silas unexpectedly left all of the property to her. But then the remaining relatives are furious about that. They lock her in her room until she agrees to marry one of the cousins so that the family property doesn't get out of the family hands. Again, romance mm, reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, romance reasons. <laughs> yes. Hala is so depressed and so sad about being locked in this room. She cannot think of how she's going to get out of this. And so as the story opens, she's decided that she's just going to end her own life. And to do so, she pulls a sword off of the wall. When she does that, Rebecca, there's a sparkling blue light. A man appears in armor. And this man is Sarkis. He is a man slash being who has been enchanted into the weapon for hundreds of years. And he is sworn to loyalty to whoever has the sword, which in this case is Hala. So. What launches from here is that he pledges an oath to Hala to help her figure out how to get out of this situation with the family, not marry the cousin that she doesn't want to marry. And guess what? They fall in love along the way. So Yay. It's, yeah, it's definitely paranormal romance because he's not exactly like a human being in this, but there's definitely a, a happy ending. What I really loved about this book is that Hala is not your traditional romance heroine she's older she's not like all thin and conventionally attractive she's just like a normal woman and a lot of times our romance heroines are much younger but she's solidly middle-aged she's so funny and their banter back and forth like the differences in understanding how things are done based on modern time as opposed to when Sarkis was alive it's just all very funny this book is really long, and there's a ton of world building. The author, T. Kingfisher, has created this whole fake religion system. You meet the priests oh, of it. Okay, It sounds kind of boring on the surface, but the way that the author creates it is so fascinating. And if you like fantasy stuff with a lot of world building, and maybe want some romance thrown in on the side, this would be the perfect book for you. Again, it's called Sword Heart. It's by T. T. Kingfisher. Okay. That leaves us then with our spicy among spices, our wide open door romances. Get ready. Buckle up, everybody. Get out your library hold <laughs> list and get ready to get some new books to get you through a steamy summer with some spicy books. Rebecca, what do you have on your wide open door list? Okay, so books that maybe are maybe not quite as skimmable. I mean, they might be skimmable. They might be. Mine are not. <laughs> Mine are fully like, you're in it. 
And if you try to skim, you've got one page of text. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my first one, it might be skimmable. Okay, so in the last category, those books I knew for sure only had one scene. These books all have multiple scenes. Okay. So the first one is The Royals Next Door by Karina Hale. And in this book, we have Piper and Harrison. Piper lives in a quiet small town without much excitement in her life until British royals move in next door. Not only is her life suddenly more exciting because of the royals, but she can't deny her attraction to their brooding, sexy bodyguard, Harrison. Stop it. A bodyguard? Mm -hmm. Yes. Stop it. I love a bodyguard story. (laughs) This book is great for anyone who has a love for the real royal family, as it is clearly inspired by Harry and Meghan. It's like Mm -hmm. Harry and Meghan moved in next door to her. Plus, you throw in a grumpy but irritable bodyguard, and what is there not to love? So this book, The Royals Next Door, written by Karina Hale, she also has several other steamy books that I have loved, including A Nordic King, which is a non-icky age gap romance between a king and his new nanny, and not at all skimmable. So there's a bonus (laughs) one for you. Not at all skimmable. The Royals Next Door may be still slightly skimmable. My next book is The Takeover by T.L. Swan, in which we have Claire and Tristan. They both work for competing media companies in New York. They first meet because Tristan is interested in acquiring Claire's company, but when they meet to discuss it, Claire is 100% not interested and is actually quite offended by the offer. The reason why Claire is so hesitant is because she's been struggling for the last five years to keep her media company afloat. It previously had been run by her late husband, and she is desperately trying to keep his dreams alive. Claire ends up going to a conference in France and is surprised to see Tristan as a speaker at the conference. One thing leads to another, and they end up having an amazing time together. Wink, wink. (laughs) But when they return to New York, Claire does not have an easy life for Tristan to insert himself into. She's a widow with three boys who are not exactly well-behaved. He is pure alpha male, millionaire for sure. And just when I started to think, wait, isn't she a widow? Like, are they going to talk about, is she just like, okay? Is this not a big deal to her that this is her first relationship after her husband's death? Just when I was like, oh, wait, when are we going to talk about that again? Boom. It hits the fan. She really is grappling with some major issues of grief. So you have these issues of grief. You also have the issues of possible like blended family issues. Mm -hmm. I cried at one point during the book. I just thought it was so good. And one of the things that I loved about it was the way that Tristan, once he comes around, the way that he really interacts with her kids. There's just something so beautiful about it. I also really love that he has a potty mouth and is constantly swearing in front of the kids. And she has, they're like teenagers, okay? They're not toddlers. But he's constantly swearing and she's constantly like, Tristan, your language, please stop. And he's like, F this. (laughs) I don't know. There's just something really endearing about the way that he goes from being one of the most eligible bachelors to just completely falling for this woman who has 
a lot that could be considered baggage. Really. Yes. It, was, it was such a beautiful story. Again, it's oh. called The Takeover by T.L. Swan. And it's part of that series, the one where I said at the beginning of the episode that I couldn't remember the last one, even though I just read it. This is book two. I've read the whole series, which I don't normally do with romance, to be honest. And I recommend them all. Even the one I couldn't remember, I remembered eventually. Yes. <laughs> and I would recommend them all. But this one was my favorite. And then my last one is a has a bit of a sci-fi twist. So if you're looking for something non-rom-com, it is Parallel and the book Intersect by Elizabeth O'Rourke. Because this is a cliffhanger. What's that called? Sequel. Like there's a sequel. Yeah. It's a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. You have to read both. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this has a bit of a sci-fi twist. Quinn is living a really good life. She's engaged to a man that she loves, but she keeps dreaming about being married to someone else. And then the crazy part is that the dreams just feel so incredibly real, so much so that she starts to grieve the husband of her dreams. Hmm. This book ends in a cliffhanger. I really can't say more, but it ends in a cliffhanger, so you definitely want to read the second book. It's Parallel and Intersect. The sexual attraction is a really big plot point in this book. So again, this is not skimmable. And I will warn you that there is a book three and four in the series, but they're not so directly connected. I honestly would skip them unless you're looking for a darker romance. They get quite murdery. Oh. Yeah. It's like a different vibe. And that might be your vibe. But I would read book one and two. I would skip book three and four if you're not really feeling murdery okay (laughs) again it's parallel and intersect by elizabeth o'rourke okay we have covered so many books if you're still listening and you're wondering okay this all sounds interesting but where's the really really hot stuff i have two recommendations for you these are both so sexy and in different ways the first one is a very contemporary romance again by christina lauren This is one of their earlier books. In fact, this is from May 2014, and it's called Sweet Filthy Boy. Have you read this one? Mm. Okay, so they have almost an erotic type series. Yes. That was one of some of their really, really early stuff, and I'm working my way through it. I don't think I've gotten to that one, but I have read a couple in that series. This book is so sexy, and I listened to this on audio And I would be like going about my daily life, listening to this book, and my cheeks would just be on fire because it was so hot, so sexy. And I'm like, life is going on all around me. And this story is just, (laughs) wow, it is so spicy. Okay, so this is a um, accidental marriage story. Okay, so Mia is our main character. She is a recent college graduate. She's very straight laced. She's had some trauma in her past to where she lives a very safe, very straight-laced life. She has just graduated college. She's expected to go to business school in Boston, but she and two of her friends go on a girls' weekend to Vegas. And while they're in Vegas, they have a big time partying. She meets a man named Ansel Guillaume, an attorney from France. They, again, out partying everything. They end up spending the night together. They wake up in the morning. Wake up married is the story here. shoot. (laughs) So Mia decides, even though this is not her typical thing, that she's just going to be wild and spontaneous. And she decides instead of just immediately going and getting their marriage annulled, that she's going to go with him. He invites her to. She doesn't invite herself. He invites her 
to come back to Paris with him for the summer. He's like, we had such a great time together. I would hate to lose track of you. I mean, he basically kind of, he doesn't talk her into it, but he makes it appealing. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to. And so they go back to Paris and settle in for the summer. Rebecca, there's so much sex. Like they have sex a lot as newlyweds are prone to do. And it is all very hot. But then these complications start to come in, of course, because it can't just be woke up, married, and then happily ever after, right? There's got to be some tension. And so there's like these little hints of things that you get as the reader along the way of like, what is Ansel's story? Why is he so mysterious about this part of his life? What's going to happen with her? Is she going to go back to Boston? Is she going to go to business school? And they have given themselves the summer But as the end of the summer comes along, you know, they have to kind of decide what are they going to do? I love this story so much. I love Mia and Ansel together as a couple. You really see Mia grow as a person, as a young adult, trying to make decisions for herself outside of her very overbearing father. The dynamic between the two of them is so believable. And again, it is extremely, extremely hot if you are interested. I loved listening to this book because since he is French, there's a lot of French interwoven into it. I don't speak any French, but to hear somebody who does speak French narrate the book made it all the more charming. This is the perfect hot, steamy summer listen, I think, or read it, if especially if you're proficient with French. If that's not a big part of the book, but it adds to it, I think. So I really, really loved this one. And you're right, it is one of the series that Christina Lauren did called Sweet Filthy Boy. The series is, I can't even remember what the series is called off the top of my head. But I think this is the first one in the series, maybe. Mm, I'm not sure. I don't know. But they do have, they have some quality ones in their backlist. That's for sure. My friend Lee Kramer, who reviews many, many, many romance novels on her social media, she did tell me that Christina Lauren started out with very, very spicy, explicit stories, but over time, they've really tamed down and become a lot more like fade to black and not exactly closed door, but they've really gone a different direction. So I thought that was really interesting. Okay, you guys, this is it. If you're still listening, just be prepared. This book is illegal. <laughs> illegal? It's not literally. But this book quite possibly crosses the line from spicy romance novel to erotica. I'm just going to say it. It's extremely challenges your boundaries, what you thought you would read in a book. Or for me anyway. Bring it on. What is it? The name of the book is Her Soul to Take. It's by Harley LaRoe. And it came out in April 2021. Yes. It tells the story of Ray, who is just a totally normal girl. She's actually really obsessed with the supernatural. She runs a YouTube channel that features her exploits searching for ghosts and anything that's just kind of supernatural. Well, an opportunity comes up to explore the dark past of the town that she lives in now. She doesn't even know how dark the past is. And she especially doesn't know that her own family's history is tied up in that dark past. I would say this is like borderline also dark romance, not just like tiptoes into erotica but definitely a dark romance book okay i've looked it up on amazon already there's skulls on the cover so there's skulls on the cover (laughs) yes dark romance for sure then we have leon leon is a demon who has been held captive for centuries (laughs) he's been captive to this one family he hates it 
but there's this magical book out there that contains his true name. And until he can discover that or find where that book is, he has no control over himself. And so over time, he's become this very dark, very twisty, well, demon character. And so the family that he has been captured by, they set their sights on Ray because of her family's history. Like it's all complicated in here. And so then there's this tension, like he's supposed to get her, but then he ends up falling for her. And so you've got the characters, you've got the loosely the plot. There's a ton of world building in here. But when I tell you guys the level of spiciness, it truly does go into some erotica territory. There's definitely BDSM. There's very twisty stuff. There's some kinks that I was like, I didn't know this was thing <laughs> well you know what you're not up on all the demon kinks no I'm not shocked. up on the demon kinks <laughs> but i am now <laughs> i know this is a starter pack okay and i know you're like this is too intense for someone who's just barely into romance no this is advanced level but if you're listening to this and you've been thinking oh these sound sweet these sound good but i want something that's like gonna be like really wow if you're ready and don't say i didn't warn you but if you're ready you should check out her soul to take because it's actually i mean sex scenes aside it is an interesting idea i feel like within the world of supernatural things there's only so much you can play around with the different mythologies and different characterizations within that i thought this was a really interesting take on it and it's very very sex oriented so if you're looking for something real steamy this summer you got that okay rebecca oh my gosh this was so much book talk who knew we had so many words about romance novels we come on we knew we knew <laughs> we knew before we started recording i told kyle i was like i'm gonna be in here for a while this is gonna be a long one <laughs> don't be concerned all right, Rebecca, if people want to find you to talk about romance novels, to give you recommendations, to ask for recommendations, or just talk about anything, where can we find you all around the web? My website is simplyrebecca.com, and my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram at simplyrebecca. Okay, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find Sorta Awesome wherever you look on social media. Just search us for Sorta Awesome, and you'll find us there. Oh, this has been quite the journey. I hope you have a summer filled with wonderful reading in the romance realm. We would love to hear all about it. Tag us, hashtag sort of awesome on social media. And so we can find you on there. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Bye.